Welcome to Under the Water Tower, a production of Fellowship Baptist Church, located in Marble Falls, deep in the beautiful Texas Hill Country. Join Fellowship's staff and leadership while they explore, study, and discuss Bible passages. Here are your hosts, pastors Joni Wallach, Misty Grimm, Daryl Fishbeck, and lead pastor Dr. Jamie Greening. Family is one of the things about Christmas that can be a blessing or a cursing. Uh, it, it seems like it yes. can go either either way, and sometimes with the same thing. Uh, what we're talking about today is the um, navigate. I, when, when I wrote the the, um, the outline, the theme possibilities, I intentionally used the phrase navigating. That was perfect. Family, because I don't want to use the language of surviving family. <laughs> it's not. And it's not the language of dealing with your family, like they're a, a problem but to be solved. But sometimes you do feel like you're surviving. Those you're just trying to survive. I don't. I, I, I think those bring a negative connotation. Instead, family at Christmas is a journey. It's a journey through which we navigate our relationships. Uh, and so that was the flow process. And to get us going, my thought process was, What's your earliest Christmas memory? Is it really? really? I had a look highlighted right here. Oh. Well, then wow. sh- why don't you then start off? What's, what's your earliest Christmas My memory? My earliest Christmas memory, let's see, I was probably four years old. And uh, I remember I asked for a, maybe I was five, because I asked for a strawberry shortcake watch, right? I couldn't tell, like, the hands time yet, but I could tell digital. And so I wanted that so bad. And my mom said, well, you ask, of course, you know, Santa, ask Santa Claus for it. And so I did. I, I don't know. I don't isn't it creepy that Santa would have a little girl strawberry shortcake well, watch? Well, not when you're five, you know, the four or five. I love strawberry shortcake. She's my favorite. And so then I just remember there was this little tiny snacks. box under the tree. Exactly. It's always been snacks. That's where it started. <laughs> I just had a revelation. The trauma is unfolding. <laughs> well, your your revelation fits into what I want to talk about later. So. Anyway, there was a little, I had other presents as well, but there was this one little box under there, and I knew, I just knew that's what it was. And I had already, you know, even as a child, I can remember kind of thinking, okay, if that's not what it is, then, you know, kind of talking to myself. But then deep down, I knew that's what it was. And, of course, I opened it, and that's what it was, and I was so very excited. But I remember that being one of my very favorite um, gifts as a child because I asked for it. It is exactly what I wanted, and then I ended up getting it. So, do you still have it? I do. Aww. It do doesn't really? work, but I have it. Mm-hmm. I have it in my little jewelry box at home. That's precious. Does it still smell yes. like strawberries? That's what I loved about the strawberry shortcake no. stuff. It all smells. Yes, but I have the original strawberry shortcake dolls, the little ones. I bet it still smells. And they all still smell. I don't know how they got the smell to stay on there either. for so long. But um, they're in a little suitcase. Yes, it's, it's strawberry bestos. Probably. So um, <laughs> that's your memory. Any other aspects to that that stick with you? Nah, that's, it's just all about me. So, that's what I, well, <laughs> that's all s- I remember. It's all about me. But do you remember Christmas tree? Gift, Christmas tree. Your mom and dad? My both? mom and dad. Um, How about siblings? Yeah, I had my brother. My brother was there also. We didn't do big family Christmases, really. Um, my mom and dad divorced a few years later after that, and then I can remember going to my mother's mom's you know my grandma's house and aunts and uncles and cousins for and christmas. stuff being there for christmas okay. yeah anyone else want to share your earliest memory i think for me every year my parents would load us up into the suburban and we would go um like one of those old you know the old suburbans the 80s and we would go like to austin and um go look at the walkway of lights and those kinds of things and then once that got super busy um and we'd always go to the Capitol building, Because you know, nothing says fun. Christmas like Texas politics. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> it, it didn't feel that way then, though. But And then we would, because it was always decorated so nice. and Red. Decorated <laughs> red. <laughs> and then we would, um, and then once that started getting super crowded, we would go to, we started going to Johnson City and to Marble Falls way before, you know, we lived out here. And there was a Golden Corral where margaritas oh, I remember that. was. Chocolate fountain. And chocolate so we would eat. I, Golden Corral did not have a chocolate fountain then. <laughs> but we would eat there and um, every time. And then there came a point where our family, you know, my sisters got married when I was young, probably four or five. And 
So, like, we completely outgrew, like, they kept coming with us, you know, it was not ever just my parents, my brother and I, like, once they got married, it wasn't like they split off and did their own traditions, they did somewhat, but, like, we always went as a big, huge family, so it would be... To the Golden Corral? To the everywhere. Mm-hmm. To the everywhere. So, we would rent big vans and, and go... So who, so you'd have to rent extra vehicles. We'd have to rent a vehicle. Come pick you up at the go. compound. So that we could exactly. all ride together, we would rent a big vehicle. And so, so with all my nephews and nieces and all the crazy. So I'm curious, is this how you associate Christmas? Is family going and seeing things and, and being together on a lights and things of that nature? I think just making memories together. Just going. Well, you can make memories. That would be good. Well, <laughs> We can talk about that later on the crying couch. On the crying couch, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think just going places like that um, All right. is, you know, good memories. And then I also remember getting a Cabbage Patch doll every year. So every year it would be a different Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> different Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> pretty big deal in the That's 80s. I was mm-hmm. about to say, so there was some someone in your family won a fist fight at, yeah. at Walmart. Well, <laughs> or, or Montgomery Ward, sorry. Have you met my mother? <laughs> Joanne's <laughs> always going to win that one. Sure. Always, and if she doesn't, she'll just, I just imagine like in the parking lot, following them, mm-hmm. turn their head for one minute. That's my daughter's doll. <laughs> You're, ain't nothing coming between me and my daughter's Christmas. Put joy. the bunny down. <laughs> oh wow, we just evolved into. Really, Joanne is a wonderful, sweet, kind person. I love her. But you don't mess with her kids. You don't mess uh, with her kids, and she'll get her ice cream and go home. <laughs> Uh, Fishback, think about the issue, and I'll share one of my earliest ones. Um, about the a, issue of your earliest memory. Oh, okay. not <laughs> all your issues. <laughs> not all your issues. We don't have that much here. time. We're sorry, Daryl. <laughs> but uh, m- my earliest memory is of my father uh, coming in from a long haul. He was a truck driver, and he wasn't always He's there. Found it down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I-, I thought that. Um, the smoking the bandit was a biography on my father's <laughs> life you know it seemed very realistic to me the uh, yeah we that song's like part of our, mm-hmm. our my dad he favored burt reynolds so much when he was younger that people would actually come up to him and want his autograph because they <laughs> thought he was burt reynolds That's cool. so that movie was one of our favorites my yeah. father when he was younger in his 40s looked like uh, humphrey bogart really uh, which I, I i think could be explained some of my Affinity yeah. for bogey movies. Uh-huh. Mm. We digress. There's so much Sorry. going. There's so much going on here with this Christmas, <laughs> Christmas stuff. But he was a long haul truck driver, and he wasn't always home a lot. I mean, there were long stretches of time when he would be gone. That's just the way to make money. That's what you have to do in, in that business. This is late seventies, early eighties. Uh, it's, it's truck driving for pipe to oil fields, that kind of thing, far, far away. But he came in. I was, I was like almost always but i remember the very first time he brought in fruit from the valley fresh fruit Mm -hmm. from the valley now those of you who may be listening in other places might not uh, know intuitively what that means that's the rio grande valley and it's citrus crops is what they're known for Mm -hmm. mostly oranges and grapefruit and it was a big deal in our home with this poor we were very poor in east texas and Fruit from the valley was as exotic to my mind as the French Riviera or Cairo or Hong Kong. Those places are probably closer to East Texas <laughs> than the, <laughs> the valley. Maybe. Uh, oh, same state. But, yeah, but he had brought this fruit in, and I have such memory of eating those big ruby red grapefruit. And you put the sugar on them. Did you cut them in half? Cut them in half. And you put the sugar on the half mm-hmm. and use your little spoon and you spoon out each individual section like that and you eat it. Is that before a grapefruit spoon was actually invented? Uh, we were poor. We d- we were doing good to have a spoon. Mm-hmm. But I remember, eating, I remember eating oranges under the Christmas tree and thinking what a treat it is to have fruit in the middle of winter. How do you get, I remember thinking, because it's cold, how do you get fruit to grow in the middle of winter? It's just cold outside, and it's miserable. But more than that, in my imagination, I've always had, I know it's hard for you guys to probably believe, I've always had a slightly active imagination. <laughs> so I can remember little little boy Jamie thinking that my dad was in this lush, exotic orchard down in his place called The Valley 
which sounded like heaven to me. And he goes through, in my mind, picking this grapefruit for Jamie. This is the best grapefruit for Jamie, and I'll put it in this bag. And I remember the bag. It was a big mesh, uh, red mesh bag with mm-hmm. fruit in it. This one will be for Jill. And grabs the orange for Jill. And I just imagine him with love and care and devotion getting all this fruit for us and putting it into a bag and bringing it home to us because he wanted to. And in my mind, this was a setup my father had for us. This was a, a thing fruit at Christmas was his thing. Um, And I think it has colored my idea of what Christmas is Mm -hmm. ever since. That I'm chasing that feeling of eating the orange, looking at the Christmas tree lights uh, on the floor on Christmas morning. Um, I, I think I'm trying, I've been working that through whatever that means, through whether it's making everyone hot cocoa or delicious uh, food for to me I always want to have something to eat that's nice on Christmas morning I'm chasing that never mind it never works out real well and and I can't because you can't recreate the imaginary feeling that you had the feeling was real real. but the setting was not because as an adult in my mind there's no way my dad went there's there was no lush (laughs) garden in the valley there's (laughs) He didn't go down there and walk through the orchard, this one for Jamie. No, no, no. He didn't even go to the valley. He he hauled pipe to places like Amarillo, <laughs> right? <laughs> he probably got this fruit from a truck <laughs> that had a bunch of them going somewhere else. There like, just going to be some of those. Like <laughs> Iowa, right, to the grocery. He, and he probably snatched a bag or two off of someone else's truck at a truck stop in Amarillo, which culturally is the exact opposite side of the world from anywhere that could be called lush and exotic with citrus fruit. I mean, it's just it's so completely different. So adult Jamie knows this, but kid Jamie had no idea that was the reality yeah. uh, of what was going on. But I think that has colored this feeling of not fancy gifts or even holiday music. It's a treat you don't normally get with family mm-hmm. brought by someone who loves. So Santa may bring, you know, uh, toys on a sleigh, but my daddy brought fruit on a semi, mm-hmm. you know. Do you think it was the extra attention you felt, too? I do. Like, I think, do that's you it. think it was the... Other like, families didn't get fruit. Right. We got fruit at Christmas because but of my daddy. Plus, it was your dad. You know, plus Probably. it was your, you know, I don't always get to see him, and there mm-hmm. he is, you know, and, and, um, you know, I can see where that would be. Okay. So I'm, I'm special in his eyes, and that's special. And so that family hang up there, and I, I will freely admit, and I don't know if I've ever thought about it through as well as I've thought about it preparing for this podcast, that I think that feeling and that emotion, maybe I need to talk to my sister about this someday. I think that has colored my understanding of what Christmas could be or should be yeah. ever since. Mm-hmm. I can uh, see that because with the lights going with my family, we all got along. Everything was perfect. You know, all of the food was delicious. Maybe it wasn't really at the time, but, but in my mind, it was everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. And so that was a time where I felt like just everything was right in its place. And so. And then as a, as a parent, I have, uh, I don't know if you feel it or not. I feel I've let my kids down because I don't think I've ever accurately recreated that feeling for them. Um, and I may not See, know until they're my but age. But in their minds, it's probably, you Something know, different. You brought them the fruit. Complete, yeah. Com- That's the something metaphor. Completely I've never brought different. fruit. For I know, but I'm just saying that you could for them. you've done something that's Make it intentional for them. But, but yeah. I don't think I have. So the, the issue is I'm chasing something that I'm not even sure can be had. Because whatever feelings they have will be theirs. Right. Mine was, I think you're right, Joni, so unique to my own personal um, psychological development or misdevelopment mm-hmm. at that stage of my life. Relations, you know, daddy issues, never being there mm-hmm. very much. Um, I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, you wanted that to be true. I think you, you, you may be exactly right. I wanted, wanted him. I wanted the, the thought that when he was away from us, we were the only thing on his mm-hmm. mind and getting us the perfect fruit. I mean, yeah. it, it's a such a strange thing that I can see in my mind mm-hmm. him 
with his short sleeve shirt rolled up perfectly, the heck he always did, in his cowboy boots, um, walking through this picking, orchard, picking yeah. the fruit, a thing that never happened. Yeah. And for, mm-hmm. you know, two hours on Christmas morning, it was true. It was mm-hmm. true, exactly. And that was mm-hmm. yeah. the reality. So that's, there's, I got lots more stuff like that. Like the, for, for example, um, how family, your daddy issues, this may be where we don't want to go, <laughs> but the World Series, I, I didn't watch any of the World Series this year for the first time in a long time, oh. mostly because I was just busy. My life, October and November, you know, we were busy. I just didn't have time to watch, what, 19 hours of mm. baseball? <laughs> that was just game one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was a boy, that was like the only thing that we connected with older uh, teenage years was watching baseball, uh, popping popcorn and watching baseball games because he played minor league baseball. So that was the thing we connected with. And it's one of those weird things that you're, it's your own personal thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I've shared my guts. What do you got, Fishbay? I, the original thought I had of that question is I hate those questions because my mind, like, what's your favorite this or what's your earliest this? I start having all of these thoughts and memories and to, to nail it down. But as I was sitting there thinking, maybe my earliest memory of Christmas has to do with, we lived outside of Houston at the time, so I couldn't have been more than four or five. And there was, I believe it was a state school is what I remember them calling it. Um, that was how they described it to me. Um, and every year they did one of those drive-through <coughs> Christmas display things. Um, and, I, and I just remember at least this one time in particular going, and at the end of it you can get out and sit in Santa's lap and tell him what you want for Christmas. Something. That's probably my earliest. That's not creepy. I just want you to know <coughs> that's creepy. That's probably my earliest memory of, of Christmas blurred together with all of the the strawberry shortcakes and the Christmas lights. And they were things. giving you strawberry shortcakes? No, I'm, I'm tying y'all's together. Because that also explains this. a lot of things. <laughs> um, those okay, moments Darryl. of getting that special gift or, or whatever. But for me, um, in thinking about that, um, Christmas lights are, are, are a big deal. Um, whether it's I like the darkness of Christmas and the colors in contrast on it. Um, not blinking. Mm-hmm. But solid Christmas lights. <laughs> wait, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. We have uncovered <laughs> something. You don't like the blinking lights? No, I really don't. Do they cause you physical pain? Um, I think I like the calm. I don't mind if there's a little twinkle or a glitter in them. I don't want the flashing. Yeah, I'm the same. And so um, right. some of my f- favorite memories as an adult is being able to get up before anybody else is awake still dark outside mm-hmm. and just have the or late at night you're drinking mm-hmm. coffee you're sitting there whatever and you've just got the christmas tree lights lighting the room up um mm-hmm. and so there's that that nostalgia that moment i might be trying to create i don't know what it's connected to but it always seems to be around around lights or maybe music but lights really mm-hmm. um, so that's probably my earliest memory so one of my hypothesis in leading through this discussion is that those earliest memories we have in our family setting dictate the way in which we navigate and have expectations for our own family mm-hmm. in one way or the other. So uh, for me, it, uh, I shared pretty openly. For you, I think it's the whole clan's going to get together. That, that's, mm-hmm. seen, that's what I heard from it's not Christmas unless the whole group, and I mean clan and family ways, not in, um, you know, hooded <laughs> characters plan with the sea Hell yeah <laughs> uh, the way the bible uses the word uh, your your whole family your whole tribe right. and i don't mean that as a slam against indigenous mm. peoples um you got to be careful i don't want to hurt anyone's Collective feelings grouping your extended family right. all of them right uh, that's what christmas means for you would that be accurate? I think so. And even now, as I've gotten older, just our adopted family, the people that have kind of come into our fold, like that's important. But I do feel like with my own my own little family of four that I've always tried to chase a feeling that I've had that we've that I've never been able to recreate. Mm-hmm. I remember like every year getting to the end of Christmas thinking like I missed it again. What was the word? Crud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 well, that's the sensor button. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, but you know, I missed it again. I miss the I miss the family. I'm you know, like you only get so many chances to have those memories and to to make those memories and just always thinking, oh, did I get it right or did I miss it again? And I think I was chasing for the getting it right part rather than just it being organic and real and and what it should. No, be. I and seeing concur. what Joni's talking about, that's um, that's just a, a vision or a dream that I had always wanted as a kid. You know, have your whole family together and do those things, have those memories of those traditions and those things that you do every year. And I, I don't have any of those, you know. And so you talking like that, all I can think of is like the Hallmark movie or a Christmas movie where it portrays everything to be, you know, just so. And it's not just so. It's messy. Right. Like, you know, my brother's usually asleep on the couch and we're taking pictures with him sleeping, mm. you know. But you have um, people. But there's people just, around. There's lots of people. You know? Like, it's just so, yeah. <laughs> it's just so, it's so messy. It's so. Yeah. Um, but from the outside, but, you know, people, that's not what people right. see. Or what I know? want to remember, it's not what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I think that you, maybe you could <laughs> sell tickets <laughs> to watch your family we have do Christmas. We have I think we all I need would, to be invited to I your Christmas. I would buy is tickets. Come on. <laughs> Mm. That is something that's always been in our family, too, is we've always just whoever, just bring whoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there will be some I love your family with yes. Christmas or Fourth of July or whatever. Mm-hmm. And later we'll be like, who were those people? Yeah. Like, we don't even know. <laughs> so we're like, hey, did you invite these people? Like, we don't mm-hmm. even know. Like, who were these people? So yeah. some someone was down the line. Somebody invited them. We just don't even know. <laughs> so That's a great, that's a great. Like we could sell that movie, mm-hmm. like you've heard, like the wedding crasher. It's the Christmas crasher. The Christmas crasher. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I, I believe that's probably true. So we were chasing that, and because of that expectation we give or have for what we want it to be, that that feeling, you're probably always chasing that feeling of it may be the strawberry shortcake watch, mm-hmm. but it may not be. Be, 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 prepared, be prepared for a letdown. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably every year at Christmas, you're like, be prepared for. Deep down, you're saying, be prepared for a letdown. Mm-hmm. That's what I have set boundaries and um, expectations that are realistic when it comes to this navigation. You know, lots of that applies to other things too, but especially around the holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, I have to say, okay, Misty, if this happens, what are you going to do? You know, I have to put myself there and kind of be prepared for different scenarios because, you know, I can fly off the handle. You've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> just don't give her her snacks, and there she goes. I'm just saying. So, so f- we set that up, and we're chasing it, and because of that, we actually end up maybe sabotaging what could be a great family experience at mm-hmm. Christmas because we want everyone else to fit our dream. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's not going to happen. No, you can't control how other people act or react to things. Well, but at the same time, even if you're the one sponsoring or hosting Christmas, where you do have a little bit of control over that, you've still got all of these people coming together mm-hmm. who may have their own expectations. I right. mean, we've got four right here. Exactly. And you bring all those together, and it can, it can work in harmony, or it can create chaos. <laughs> and so what happens, you have four people working different things. There's just four of us here, but let's pretend it's an extended family of 15 people. Um, having a Christmas experience together, each one of them is going to have, they're looking for that moment where, ah, oh, this is Christmas. And if you get like half of them there, you're doing great. But the other half will be left hollow. And that's 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 part of the problem. It, it should No one should leave Christmas feeling like they, they failed. And, and I think, this is the appropriate time to bring this up, but I think this is why <coughs> really when it came out, this movie didn't do so great, but it has become a cult classic, and that is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, because there's just enough mm-hmm. chaos, and there's just enough nostalgia that I think most people can relate to a family member or a situation in that movie, where everyone's kind of got their idea of what Christmas could be like. Everyone's well-intended for mm-hmm. the most part, but at the same time, <laughs> you almost have mass chaos where everyone's like, I'm leaving, I'm going home, I'm getting a hotel, and you have a big... A big fight. Just like church. Just <laughs> <laughs> church life. <laughs> Hashtag church life. Uh, that, I think you could be right. Our, uh, art imitates life, but life imitates art. And so I don't know which happened first, but 
with Christmas him story on. is the same way too. Like he has his mm. his mind set on what exactly it was going to be, and he was going to get his Shoot red your eye his <laughs> red rider BB gun. You can get those at Walmart now. They're already out. <laughs> Actual red rider BB guns. They I had might a, already they have had one or display. six. I had a Daisy BB gun as a kid. Oh, those are good things. Yeah, it's. it's uh, I was like mm. four. Yeah. Yeah. BB guns bring, start early bring with back guns trauma, in Texas. Trauma <laughs> with my family, so. Uh, so there's lots of fun stuff going on there. I think at least there's like three different aspects to this family business at Christmas, and one is that immediate family, right? You mentioned you and your husband or wife, and then your children, mm-hmm. the, the the nuclear family. What tensions are there that that you have to navigate around? Just those the four, the, the ones you live under the same roof with. I think for me, it's the commitment. It's the level of there's a lot of things. There's a lot of options. So if you took every option. Well, yeah, things, commitments, options. Those are three different things inside your one thing. Exactly. There's <laughs> lots of things and commitments and options. There's, there's lots of parties to be had. There's lots of lights to see. So I think it's there's lots of people that you can serve. So I think there's you have to to actually be intentional with knowing what to say yes to and knowing what to say no to and kind of understanding your your why behind things. I feel like Daryl right now because <laughs> I said my why behind Your why. Well, that's Dar- <laughs> that is Daryl's question. question. Daryl's thing. But there's so many options. There's so many places you can go and so many so many things you can do. So I Chris- feel like you have Christmas to. would be the thing that we would assume puts, pulls us together. But because there's so much options, parties, trips, extra things, that it actually has the opposite effect and pulls us apart. Is that what you're saying? That is exactly what I'm saying. Overcommittal. If you're not, you know, mm-hmm. looking at your calendar ahead of time and saying yes to this and no to that, then I think, yeah, when you overcommit and then you just find yourself exhausted and mm-hmm. just mad at the world, wanting everything to just hurry up and end. So and how, do you, everything, you how do you keep from that from happening? How do you keep from I becoming? I just said it. You plan. You look at your calendar. You plan ahead. You think smart. So what What if you've got a person who says, why do I have to plan everything? <laughs> why can't well, we just be spontaneous? Come if you can't. You can't plan a day that everybody's going to, that's going to be good for everybody. We're going to plan on being spontaneous on this day. Yeah. You just set a date, you know, if you can come, come. You know, Joni is, she's got a daughter now in college and she's got Lawrence still at home. And, you know, Daryl and I have grandkids older kids with babies and I've got a daughter-in-law and a son-in-law so we don't only have to you know it's not just our kids that we have to rearrange and think and plan it's their families as well Mm -hmm. so you get into all that who gets Christmas day and who gets Thanksgiving day this year yeah so it's a whole it's a whole nother level of navigating so that's the that's the time issue yeah we agree with that Mm -hmm. and putting first things first and knowing it's okay to say no yeah is there tension about gifts at this level? Yes. There's always tension about gifts, especially with a bigger family. I mean, even in a smaller family, like this year, I've already told the kids, like, hey, like, Emory's in college. That's taking a lot out of our budget. <laughs> that was Missy I was thirsty. Water. <laughs> That's a water bottle. I looked up. I thought water was coming in through the Sorry. ceiling. <laughs> we had a little PTSD with the water, water. issues. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, you know, we... I think being honest with our kids with Christmas is going to look a little different this year and that's okay. Um, and I think that's just something that it, that, that is okay to say. Like we don't, I have think it's to very okay to say. So, and I think it's okay to say that and with extended families. Too. Cash, cash is the best gift. Mm-hmm. Well, and for a daughter in college, uh-huh. it's gas money, gas it's money, cash like tires. She doesn't need things. She needs to eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she needs. <laughs> the sweater is not going to Food is her. important. I've always mm-hmm. found gifts not to be attention thing for the my immediate family, the, the four of us, but for like that next tier out. Right. Like I, what do you get your brother-in-law? Mm-hmm. A knife, um, a pocket knife. That's what you always get him. Greg has did. a drawer full of knives. Can and I just come to his house and get one of those Christmas. knives to give somebody else? Wallets, flashlights. Like, yeah, come over. <laughs> Yeti cups. Where yes. are you shopping at? Greg's, Greg's drawers. Go to Greg's drawer. <laughs> That's actually a good name for a shop. Greg's drawers. Let's <laughs> not. <laughs> He's got it. Uh, so the, the, that next, what do you, you, know, right, you mean yeah. knives, but 
mm-hmm. trying to get some. I mean, one year, I, the lamest gift I ever got him was like a spatula for his grill. I remember that. I'm like, you probably loved I'm that. just a loser. No, it's a loser gift. It's like, I, I, I love I spatulas. It. And I miss the mall motif because you could walk to the mall and find something. Not anymore. But malls don't really exist like that anymore. No. That it's kind no. of the same thing. And money. You used to could buy something for 10 15 under 20 bucks and it'd be a decent gift. You can't do that anymore. No. Candy bars. And our family candy has gotten like yeah. that second candy. Mm-hmm. Our like second level family has gotten gotten so big that it's like yeah who do you buy for Weight uh, Watchers plans oh gosh well, <laughs> yeah. we are foodies that's one thing we always agree on I, that was food. not a, that was not a comment it was a joke <laughs> uh, one more aspect I think on the for me the tension of this immediate family and then we're gonna take a little break so I'll, I'll throw it out there and then we'll take our break and Kelly can give us some important um, knowledge in between here and that's the idea of the tension about decorating. I think that's a huge, tense place for decorating. So think about that, and then we'll come back on the backside. You are listening to Under the Water Tower, a ministry of Fellowship Baptist Church located in Marble Falls. We would love for you to join us for worship. Visit our website for worship times at fmf.life. Do you have questions or suggestions on future topics for Under the Water Tower? We would love to hear them. Send us an email to office at fmf.life. If you like what you hear and would like to support this ministry, visit fmf.life slash give. That's fmf.life slash give. Thank you, Kelly, for all that wonderful information that you share with us. We appreciate you so much. The The decorating, what's the hard part about the decorating? I was supposed to say that. Oh, We'll say it. We'll say it. So what do we think about decorating? (laughs) (laughs) What do we over decorate? Do we under decorate? Well let's categorize decorations because you got lights, you got trees, you got wall stuff, you've got people that have villages, you've got, you know, house decorations, kitchen towels. I mean where do you start? Where do you draw the line? Christmas gnomes. I don't think it's that. My the tension inside the family that you have to navigate is not how much we decorate. It's Who's controlling the decorating? Because I, I just share with you, in my own nuclear family, this is a huge issue. Who decorates the tree? Is it done right? Yeah. Does it have to be redone later? Yeah. Sounds more like Who? a personality issue than a holiday issue. Well, but, the, but, but see, what happens is, is holidays bring out all of the personality stuff. Because if you're like me, I'm a control freak. No. <laughs> and I'm awful, also sensitive about it. <laughs> So you end up with, uh, if it wasn't done right, then you have four weeks of bad feelings. Cause every or time go you, back and do it again. Every time you see where One the Christmas gnome is at, it's not <laughs> the right spot. One of the Move it. very first, and it wasn't an argument or an issue, but something that still gets brought up on one of Jen's very first trips here. It was over right after the new year right after christmas i think somewhere in there anyway I, she was helping me take down christmas decorations and i just remember instructing her on how to roll up i remember the lights or the extension <laughs> cords <laughs> and that um, went over well huh? i got <laughs> quite the stare down and um that's still brought up to this day that, and she um, married you anyways yeah she did <laughs> So how do you roll up an extension cord? It doesn't matter because when you go to get it again, it's going to be all wadded up. Not if you do it right. Well, it's like a water hose. I need you lay it out and you have to put a little tre- twist in it when you loop it, and then it stays in a perfect circle. Not then you twice you, you can't doing this. That uh, drives me nuts. Christmas I, lights. When people roll the nobody can see. I'm you trying doing to that. describe it when you roll it around your <laughs> forearm. I hate that. Daryl's over here flailing his arms around. <laughs> Christmas charade. Two syllables. <laughs> rhymes with. <laughs> uh, my soul. Yeah, well, so the, the, you're right. So the, it's the the work of setting up mm-hmm. the decorations. And for me, it's not setting up. It's taking them down. Well, and you know, my deal me. is if when you, do you, take, if them you yeah. take it down and you put it away properly, then you don't have this big of an issue when you open it the next year. Oh, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, but it's still the issue. You're mad. I'm like me. You know, I don't want to take it down. I'm already dreading taking it down, so now I just throw it in tubs. And then when I get it out the next year, I'm angry. <laughs> it starts off. I, it's just a you know, vicious cycle. I had a friend that was, was like, you put the tree up day after Thanksgiving. You have Thanksgiving, and then that Friday, you put the tree up, 
and then you celebrate, I think maybe keep it up till New Year's and then day after New Year's you take it down. And to me, that made sense because it was a little bit more than December, but you had these almost traditional days of taking it up, taking it down. So it was never, it wasn't, you didn't have to think, oh, when are we going to do it this year? You just, it was already planned and it took away the thinking about it. And I loved that strategy for the longest time. That's just, I adopted that. It was like, day after Thanksgiving, you decorate. Yeah, you've yeah. been talking to Kim Greening because she's the same way about the day after Thanksgiving. I don't understand that at all. Mm-hmm. I wanted up maybe, I would put the Christmas tree up maybe December 20th. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and Real I, Christmas and I, tree or a fake one? And though? I want, it doesn't matter. It was whatever kind it's needed the twentieth. We do we do fake now, but for years we had real ones. It was a big it was a big part. The day after Thanksgiving, we went to the Christmas tree farm. It's raining, it's muddy, we're cold. Says the we're happy. <laughs> I told you I didn't do Christmas well with my children. We're we got a hacksaw in one hand and carry to the Christmas tree farm look I'm like, I'm always like, the first one we find, this is it, it's perfect. And Kim's like, no, that's not the right one. I'll feel it. She can't see it. Her eyes are frozen. She'll see it tomorrow when they thaw out. Exactly. She's in the car. So, she's so, not going to get what she did. No, 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 no. Kim's all in. We're, she, she's like touching the tree. This one's not speaking to me, right? This one doesn't put off the right vibe. Jamie's in the car. And Let's swap that out. So then, 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 then when she decides which one it is, now it's my job. I got to. Crawl up under there with a hatch. Cut that Why thing. Why did you not get a chainsaw? Could you not get a chainsaw? <laughs> I just feel like hacksaw is very dramatic. Because it's a Christmas tree farm and you don't use a chainsaw, you use the hacksaw. I don't know. We just went to the pasture and got a cedar well, tree. Dad would pick it, though, early in the season and like tag it. And then he'd take chainsaw but and get the it. My point is, we, we would do this the day after Thanksgiving, which for no. me ruined yeah. Thanksgiving completely. So now I'm spending the day, a day of off. I'm not supposed to be working today. What am I doing? I'm working really Making hard. Making memories with your family. We know how you feel about that. But that's the thing. It's that a day off. You know, you got a few, a, a few days off, get it set up, and then you can enjoy it. You're not trying to figure out but, when to squeeze it in. He only the, wants it up for a week. But yeah, you the see, 20th so you bring through it, so the 26th. It sits there, and then it falls over four or five times during the Christmas season. And it's, by, the, by the time you take it out, this is the live tree issue. One year we took it outside. <laughs> we got it out of the door, and it just all the <laughs> fell off of it. And our neighbor saw it, and he's like, "What happened to your tree?" It was terrible. Anyway, I digress. I would like for it to go up like the twentieth, <laughs> and then I definitely want it down before my birthday, which is right? the twenty. Which again comes around to emotional yeah. gestalt. I don't want any. That's a kind lot of work for just a week. That's I, what I'm thinking. That's all I'm saying. Well, like, that's so a lot. This is where I want a pair. I don't want that many decorations. I, I want a little bitty tree. I want maybe a few, you know. Maybe you should start using an orange or a grapefruit tree as your Christmas tree and just kind of meld two two issues all in one. You know, this is what happens. I share my heart. No, I'm being just. (laughs) You just ring it like. I'm like a cheese grater over it. I'm actually, I'm just being efficient (laughs) because I thought maybe that way you would appreciate having a tree up a little longer. But I'm, where I'm, yeah, this isn't working. (laughs) What what I'm sharing is that that's my motif. I'm not really, again, family drama. My mother hated Christmas trees. I got, Mm. um, one year, the day after Christmas, she took it down and she didn't even undecorate it. She just grabbed it drug it across the street, threw it into the forest, which was really just a thicket, on the other side of the road. It, it stayed there on the other side of the road for three years <laughs> till the work crew from the county came and got it. And the the, 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 the tinsel was on it for those just... You killed all those birds! <laughs> well, fluttering. It was... The, oh, And then there was the year that she came, your Phoebe was born. Oh, so much family stuff coming out today. This was a bad idea. <laughs> the year Phoebe was born, my mom came uh, to visit us and stay with Chelsea uh, when we were at the hospital. Given Kim was giving birth to Phoebe, and Phoebe was born on the thirtieth of December, the day after my birthday. Poor thing. And we get home New Year's Day. We come up from the hospital, and we're thinking, "We'll get it one more." Kim's like, "Well, one more day around the Christmas tree." My mother had <laughs> done the same oh, thing. No. Took all she, she she did undecorate it, but she just threw it over the balcony into the backyard. You know, so we we're like, "Where's the tree?" 
Chelsea's like five years old. It's down there. We had a good time throwing it over the balcony, Dad. <laughs> so anyway. I do have a friend who um, she would wrap it in. It was actually one of my mom's friends. And so she would take it out. Every so she's not your friend? <laughs> well, she she was, but. <laughs> Misty, that is the noisiest water bottle I've ever heard in my life. I'm thirsty. <laughs> All right, rule one, don't chew while we're on microphone. <laughs> rule number two, no water bottles for Misty. She would, um, like the day after Thanksgiving, she would go to her bathroom. She would take the tree out of the bathtub that she'd had it in, and she would unwrap it. So every year she would wrap it in, like, plastic wrap, like completely decorated, but she would wrap it in plastic wrap and put it in her bathtub. That's a lot of saran wrap. Well, and I'm, leave I'm, it in the bathtub all year? And leave it in the bathtub all year. Like shower cu- curtain clothes. She ah, just didn't use that bathtub. Mm-hmm. That's where she stored it. That was that her was storage, storage compartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's my expectation. Short tree, short lifespan. Mm-hmm. Kim's the put it well, up but the day after thing. So the, the But there's structure comes, to it. It's not just but let's do it from July to you know, and whenever <laughs> we feel like taking it down. There's a very definitive maybe five, six weeks. But it's not my definitive. That's where the tension comes from. Yeah. My wife has her ideas, mm-hmm. and I have my ideas. And now for 30 years, there's winners and losers. And well, guess and who the loser is? I feel like Kim's going to always win. <laughs> Every <laughs> single time. And you know what? In her defense, she watches all those Hallmark sh- uh, shows. So channels? Like, and channel they s- shows. They start and in like so October. They start it's year round. Early, they, they so. con- every month has a reason to do a Christmas movie. <laughs> But then, so then she has to have the tree up while she's watching her shows. This and is if true. You, like, it's ambiance. Yeah. That's right. Very you shorten true. her her lifespan of the tree, then you shorten the amount of shows she can mm-hmm. watch. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, Kim, we're on your side. <laughs> she well, didn't listen. Anyway, the decorating is a huge issue, and it's just for us anyway. Maybe, And I have found the best way to navigate that is that um, it's just going to be a mess until January anyway. Yeah. And just go with that. Just That's not the only it. way because I want, I want my home to be everything where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I don't like all the extra stuff out. Mm-hmm. I'm a minimalist in that regard. Yeah. I used to learn is when January is my time. Mm-hmm. When we, well, when, my time January. And Greg and I are we're kind of opposite because he's ready to put up the Christmas. When are we going to decorate? When are you going to stuff out? And I'm just good, like not doing it. <laughs> Let's just skip it this year. Let's look at everybody else's. <laughs> Let's just do, yeah. Ditto. But so last year we kind of met in the middle and we waited a little bit and we put up the tree, which I've just got this little skinny pencil tree. It's super cute, but we didn't. I put lots on it, but we didn't. I didn't want to put any decorations on it. So we've got the, just the tree with the clear lights that don't blink. Because I'm like Daryl, I don't like the colors and all the blinking. I like the colors. <laughs> I don't like the blinking. I don't. I like. Just but nowadays, I mean, everything's LED, and you can yes. program it with an app, and you can Didn't have it spell whatever. your name. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. So we kind of met in the middle this year and just did a little bit. So yours so. is already decorated. No, oh, not yet. This is so. Last year was the first year I did. Uh, let's be clear. Fall. These aren't these aren't dumping till like December. So so it's it, not decorated now at right. two weeks before Thanksgiving. <laughs> no. No. Thank you for the clarification. I just want a clarification because I don't want people listening in December saying, she hasn't decorated yet. What a loser. Yeah, it is November 14th today. Yeah. But um, to, to play on yours a little bit, I, I'm kind don't of play on mine. with a compromise <laughs> is the way I like to decorate with the whole Thanksgiving and New Year's and all that. It's, it's similar. I don't like the extra stuff. So you swap. And so... You decorate, you get everything where it needs to be so you've got the space, at least this is the Christmas space, but it's not chaos and it's not stuff crammed over. It's But do you have two Christmas trees? No. We have two Christmas well, trees. Well, have a big house. You have No, you have we've always had two Christmas <laughs> trees. Why? One for the kids' ornaments and one for the... One for the elegant Christmas mm-hmm. tree that mm-hmm. is nice and sweet and beautiful and actually, you know, just... just Actually, to, to the, the nine Hallmark tree. And then the other is the one that I get to put my board cube on and Harry Potter ornaments and just goofy stuff. That So we have two trees. Which one does the dragon go under? Uh, both. Mm. The one dragon goes under the, the elegant tree, but then under the goofy tree, we just put snakes. Oh. If you don't get that <laughs> reference, go back to the website and look at the last few years of Christmas sermons. Just twice. 
once was on. I just knew it was in there. So you did it last year. No, no it's been it's a while. Been he I, hasn't done I, it in a long time. I did it before I was ever a pastor, mm-hmm. I trying that. to scare everybody away. <laughs> I, I intend. I told him. I said, I'm going to preach this sermon in Advent. And they're for sure. And they're not for gonna sure going to say we don't want him as pastor. Sucker. It did not work. Um, Fast forward. Twenty four years later. <laughs> the, so that. So anyway, that's the tension. Misty, do yeah. you have some other things on your list? Um, I just we we were talking about Christmas gifts earlier, and what are what do you think about like regifting? Oh. What are our thoughts on regifting? If you're regifting me something good, I'm okay with it. <laughs> and you have to tell me you're the recipient of Misty something good. Misty and I good. regift things to each other all the time. We do. So, I actually do. I'm I'm all about gifts. So if you give me a gift that I want, or like I don't care if it was given to you. I, I, if I end up with it, I'm okay You're with it. You're all that. right with it. Because some people are weird about you it. You have to. You, know? you have to say it was regifted, though. Do you? If it still had those tags and it's know. never been used I, and whatnot. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Maybe not as a know. gift. Maybe just a re-giving. Here. I'm know. pretty sure that I, I've gotten like gift cards. <laughs> For stores that shut down like ten years ago, <laughs> Montgomery Awards and Radio Shack. Right, they just they just keep getting gifted over and over again to different people. Like, it's like fruitcake; it comes back around to me. <laughs> Blockbuster <laughs> gift card, exactly. <laughs> There's a trend on TikTok where people kind of state an example of something that was kind of a negative, but you got something out of it. And I'm thinking of that right now. So it, it's like I got a gift card that someone else had been given. They didn't take the time or energy to buy it, but I still got a gift card. A win's a win. A win's a win. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of what I'm. I thinking agree. Of. If it, but if it, but if it's if it's Montgomery Wards, well, I mean, true right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for those of you under the then age of thirty, then you gift it for the silent auction secret class party. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a white elephant mm-hmm. gift. There yeah, you. that's yeah. the that's your where's your white elephant. A win's a win. A win's a win. I don't know. White elephant things get me, too, because some people do, like, real gifts for white elephant, and then some people do that. That's part yeah. of it. Well, someone in this room, I ended up with the worst-tasting yeast kind of... <laughs> what, it, what What's it Why called? Why are you looking at me? It's was it yeah, for me? I forgot Did I, about... Nobody what knew what it was. I it's like, a British delicacy I you can't get here in America. I ate some when I was in Britain. It tastes like underarm. <laughs> The the, the the saying is you either love it or hate it. What's well, it called? I can forget the I'm going blank on it. I can see the label and I just uh Marmite. I almost called it Marmaduke, but I knew <laughs> that wasn't right. Same thing, same thing. It works. That's awful. I know what y'all are getting for Christmas. Well, I guarantee you that's gonna be a white elephant gift somewhere. You opened it though. No, I did not open oh, it. That's I, the ultimate regifting. I is o- when you open it and then try to give it to somebody else. <laughs> I ate some when we were in the UK. Oh, that's why okay, and I was okay, like, okay. I said, Daryl says this is good. And I ate oh it. no, I no, no, no. I, I never said out. this was good. That's why it was a white elephant gift because it, it is ruined my haggis. Look at somebody's armpit. <laughs> Uh, at youth so, camp. <laughs> so, so back to the regifting. That would be a though. great game. I think regifting is a great idea. To to yeah. me, that's the part of me that loves you know taking care of the environment. You're not creating any more junk. Trash. You're you're getting goodwill for giving somebody yeah. a gift. Mm-hmm. But you're running up against the whole thing. I think this is the bottom line to today's thing is expectations. Mm-hmm. And so you've got some people who see it your way, and then you got other people who are like. You didn't put any thought into the gift. That sure, you I did. Me. I have seventeen other things I could have regifted you with. I mean, you do pull <laughs> things out of the lake to regift people. I do, I do. So, so she's like, that's taking regifting to like. She's the referring next to uh, baseball caps are constantly floating up from the lake, and I take them out, I wash them, clean them up, wrap them, and give them to friends and family for Christmas. <laughs> That's just the best Christmas gift ever, is it? See, See, that's a tradition, so that makes it special. I don't mind a A a tradition like no other. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm all for regifting. Me too. I'm all about it. Sometimes my mother-in-law gets some things that she doesn't particularly use, like candles, and I wind up with them, so that makes my heart happy. that's what I'm saying, yeah. Because, like, it's something I actually do like. Yeah, and and that you'll use. You know, she doesn't, so. Mm -hmm. My grandmother on my mom's side was famous in our family because she would give people gifts, things that she knew they wouldn't want, but she did so that then she would give it to them and they would say, well, here, just, <laughs> you, take just, it. just you take it. I don't That's want it. Genius. She was, that was, that was her motif every year. It was That's like, a thought. you know, Oh, a bamboo steamer. 
Oh, you don't want that? You I'll take you it. You don't need that? Well. <laughs> you know, that kind of, you know, that was the way she was. Genius. It was amazing. Then you got Genius. the passive aggressive, maybe mother-in-law gifts where, well, I, I, I brought you some kitchen, kitchen utensils yeah. or some cleaning items, hand, hand. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to buy people things like you. Um, you, you have a problem with like, hygiene. Oh, look, here's There's a grooming some, kit. <laughs> what about here's a bar of soap and a toothbrush. Merry that's, Christmas. That's what every kid in the youth room's getting. <laughs> so what about the, the um, homemade gifts. motif? Oh, homemade gifts. We can talk about that in a minute. But what about the motif of you put your name on a slip of paper and then some kind of gift that you want and then everybody draws a name? Like, I'll just buy my own self that $20 item <laughs> rather than putting my name on a slip and everybody draws a name. Like, I don't get it. I just don't get that. It's bonding. I don't feel like that's bonding. Yeah, yeah the Secret Santa thing. I don't, I don't, the Secret Santa thing has yeah. never made any sense like to me. Like Secret Santa, when, when you just get to buy something for someone is fine. But like the, hey, this is what I want. Like, but I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like any of that because gifting is about relationships mm-hmm. and care. I, I give gifts to people I love and care yeah. about. Yeah. And when it's a Secret Santa, I don't know who you are. Why am I buying you a gift? And you might not get credit for it either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's If I give you a gift, I want credit. I want full credit for my God, It's all my, about expectations. For my re-gifted <laughs> thing. That's but you right. know, if the limit's 20 bucks, right? You spend $20 on me, I spend Then that's just like you're exchanging $20 bills. Exactly. Just keep but, your money. But then, so stupid. Let's, let's go out and eat. So, but let's someone, go to a movie. But someone's going to say, you know what? <clears throat> Here's a hundred and fifty dollar spa package. Yeah, that's, and that's what the I mean. gift. And so you're like, whoa, someone won. And then you feel bad because yeah. you didn't and contribute. And Christmas as much. not have winners and losers. That's true. It's this just not true. the way it should be. Well, you're not in my family. <laughs> <laughs> but but homemade gifts. Did I ring a, a bell homemade with that? Homemade gifts. Yeah. The we had an aunt, a great aunt actually, who gave us every year pet rocks, mm. which it, to me is. Did she it's, raise them and like nurture them throughout the year? <laughs> it's like, either them. it's either brilliant. She picked those insane, out of the ground for you, Jamie. Or mean. So she'd take the rocks and she'd put little eyeballs on them and draw like nose and mouth. Merry Christmas. So do you still have them? I have one somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> Pet rocks. I'm just saying that took a lot of thought in in thinking about. I don't things. think so at all, Joni. She's, she's trying. Well, of course, I have another aunt. Who always, I mean, you did have an imaginary friend. <laughs> did your imaginary you imaginary friend? Just <laughs> <me apart>. <laughs> <laughs> did your imaginary? It's from that end of the table, not down here. I made scones. Look. So, <laughs> I think Joni's about to wet herself. We do get. We do get <laughs> tension from the extended family that may give regifted gifts, or because you're probably not going to regift inside your immediate family. You're okay. going to regift with brothers-in-laws and sisters-in-law. Let's have a grandma that, like, you know. Yeah, but maybe grab that granny. Um, well, I'm talking about my own, but okay. But I think the, the biggest tension with extended family is when you should travel. Yeah. You wake up at like five o'clock in the morning to drive or catch an airplane and you get there and you travel and you're tired before you ever get there and you're not sleeping in your own bed. You're not eating right. Your, your bowels aren't going. All, all things are wrong. And then you have the one uncle who insists upon telling you why your political view is wrong or that and Christmas. Now, is now we've moved from Christmas vacation to home alone. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and, the, and then someone there's always there's there's the two extremes. There's one person who's like. Jesus is the reason for the season. It's wonderful. And then someone else is over here saying, but you know it's all a pagan holiday. <laughs> and it's a blah, blah, blah. And, and, and When's the football game on? And, there's, <laughs> and so you end up with that tension of just dealing with individuals in the extended family. It's terrible. With football, ruin holidays anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I often wonder, there was a time before football when – can you imagine they had Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year's without spending hours watching television? They watched parades, though. Parades they are awesome. They didn't watch anything. There was no television. There was no football. He's going back farther. Yeah. You're going back really far. Sorry. <laughs> but you, ha- you may have had a parade in town, which we still have parades, which I hate parades. I absolutely hate them. Why? 
I mean, the I'm Macy's. Okay. You know, I like the Macy's the song is I love a parade, parade, not I hate a parade. I, I love it. I only hate them if they have balloons. You stand outside in the cold or the heat. Right. It's the 4th of July right. parade. In the cold, extreme temperatures for a long time to get a good place to sit. And then you still don't get a good place to sit. And then everything comes by, and you can't see anything because everyone's right there. And the fun stuff might have been way down there. All you can see is that thing right in front of you, where you're at. But the parade goes on forever. But it, you didn't. It's a terrible idea. Unless you have kids in the parade, you know, then you're kind of forced to have to be there to watch your own children. Forced, or you're yeah. in the parade. You're oh, in the parade. We should be in a parade. That would be no, so much fun. No, we should fun. not be in a parade. Um, and when did they start throwing things out at a parade? Like candy and they stuff? They always have done that in Coleman. I've seen that always. Like, in little parades. Until the kids started getting not hit. Big, but and, then, <laughs> and then you have kids like running towards these moving yeah. vehicles. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Oh. The things we do that doesn't make sense. Yeah. To All the I've things. I've never had to get on a plane to go see family for Christmas. With your large extended family, you've never had to do that. Never. Ma- plane or or just a car trip. Yep. No. Nope. Car trip. Long trips. car trip. Well, I think when you just get it in your mind, ahead, you you're not going to fix everybody. You know, you kind of have an idea of who's going to be there, so you can kind of already start to mentally prepare yourself for these things. Do you mark it on your you calendar, know? Missy? I feel like she does. Uh, yes. Pray for. I do pray. Yeah, and we have to pray beforehand, during, after. You know, <laughs> wisdom. What are you going to fight about? You know, for me, it's like. Do you make a list? Is that a big deal or not? You this know? year at Christmas, these are the things <laughs> I will fight about this year. Yeah. Well, and for me, you know, I just normally find myself with the kids. I'm, you know, I just gradually find where the children are, and I venture. I color. I play. The and kids that's, table. Yeah. And for me, that's just the peaceful place to be, and I'm choosing. That's what I'm choosing. Well, my experience with, with the holidays through the years has been you end up with, especially if you, if you go to multiple, you go to one for a little while and you go to the other one, is you often end up with, with situations where you have the one, maybe you dread it, maybe you endure it. It's more formal. You it's navigate more, it. You navigate it, but then you, <laughs> then you have the one where you, I guess one that, stresses you out and one that is is calming and 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 i've always especially with my kids with their families as they're older and stuff like that i know we have christmas day or thanksgiving day or whatever but if if the point is to get together and it doesn't work on that day let's do it when it works and i don't ever want you to feel guilted into having to be somewhere i want you to have the freedom to do what you need to do because i want it to be a place where they want to come hang out and be with family because it's it's um, uplifting and, and rewarding and soothing and not like i gotta navigate this daryl turns on the calm music please come to the couch it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> there's only solid lights in here <laughs> so only solid lights that's wonderful uh one more bit of attention how much time do we got where are we About at 56 minutes right 57 minutes wow, 56 minutes oh, another half hour on this last topic <laughs> The the and that's the family that's not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that poses a lot mm-hmm. of tension for people, and they oftentimes don't speak it. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who've died and they're just not there anymore mm-hmm. for Christmas. Uh, I put these in three categories: the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Tip of the hat to Dickens. Mm-hmm. So, um, how do you deal with those hard memories? I mean, we've all lost people. How do you work through that at Christmas time? What do you do? Mm. Anybody? My family has been pretty, what's the word, <coughs> um, natural in that we haven't had, in my immediate family, a tragic loss. It's been a grandparent. It's been someone who's died because they were older or, or something like that. And so I can't remember really ever really having to cope with this is I mean, you do have this is the first Christmas without, but because it was more of a natural death, um, I think that maybe makes it a little easier. So I can't really speak to the topic of what, what it might be like to lose someone uh, in a shocking way or tragic way and then have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, for, for me, it's seemed pretty healthy is not the right word, but normal. Mm-hmm. I think I can see where you're coming from. For us, it's a little bit different because in the sense that they're all gone. 
So everyone who defined the traditions of our past for our family, my mom's gone, my dad's gone, Kim's mom, Kim's dad, Kim's uncle, who was, Kim's uncle was like the biggest Christmas fanatic you can imagine, had this incredible collection of Santa Clauses. Terrifying. Um, all the things, uh, they're, and they're all gone. So every year at Christmas, there's that, there's a, oh, it's Christmas, but there's also, oh, Christmas, not Christmas. Like, uh, that's that's difficult. I think it's a mo- I think that's where church can really help, uh, because church gives us the hope of eternal life, of that whatever happens here is not permanent, um, but it doesn't doesn't make it all go away because they're still not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone have like memories that they rekindle for someone? You know, things that you do just because dear beloved ancestor mm-hmm. used to do it. Yeah, I can't talk right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. See, this that's is the this is our first year. Um, you know, Greg's dad passed away, and um, no, I guess this is the second year, but it feels very, um, it still feels very fresh, you know, especially around the holidays, mm-hmm. and so um, it's just hard, and I think it, not necessarily if you've been the one that have has lost, but how do we respond to those that are coming that maybe have additionally lost, you know, how do you deal mm-hmm. with those as well, you know, so it's kind of twofold there. Um, just to be respectful and, you know, some want to talk about their loved ones and, and remember them and some it's hurtful and it's painful to be able, you know, to have to do that. So I think it's really important too that, you know, the loved ones aren't forgotten about because sometimes, you know, for some people, you know, they want to mention their names of the loved ones and they want to talk about them. Whereas for other people, it's, it's better for them to just not say anything at all. And so I think it's important that we we are respectful of that and that they're not forgotten, you know, because well, that can be hurtful. And I just had a thought, too, that almost got me off track here emotionally. Um, but I think one of the ways we do that is there's always something about that person that was special or unique. Mm-hmm. And I know some people are like, so Uncle Joe loved chocolate pies, and so... Uncle Joe cr- did love chocolate pie. <laughs> <Every> and pecan <laughs> pie. <laughs> and pumpkin pie. Well, I mean, chocolate. And raw candy. <laughs> and so peppermint. Ribbon and Uncle candy. Joe had diabetes. <laughs> Sugar diabetes. <laughs> so we have a chocolate pie for Uncle Joe every year in, in his memory and honor. And, you know, I, I was... I didn't have a lot of traditions, and I felt like a horrible dad early on because I was working Christmases and things like that, and we didn't have a lot of money, and I was just like, I just wanted there to be something. And I remember for several years, we always took the kids to have a photo with Santa, and it just became the thing. And I was like, gosh, if we could have any – we don't even have all your your school pictures are consecutive. We could have one thing where it was every year we had one, and then the, the kids would do that. Oh, do we have to do that? So we missed a few years as they got older, and then it was it was a few years ago. The 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 girls came into Marble Falls. They were already off. Easton was still was in Easton, and um, they wanted to go to the Walkway of Lights. And part of it was is because they wanted to take a picture with Santa <laughs> for Dad. Okay, someone else talk. So we make fun of our traditions a lot, right? Stupid traditions. Mm-hmm. We say that all the time. And as we're all sitting around this table crying, <laughs> the the thing that comes to our mind is the reason we have the traditions is that's how we help not to forget. Mm-hmm. And that gets yeah. passed on. So the ghost of Christmas past is always there to some extent to remember. But then there's also the feeling of the ghost of Christmas present in which we realize how long it's been since they've been gone. It's mm-hmm. feel, it feels fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad died five, uh, six years ago. Mm-hmm. It, it feels, still but it still feels, feels fresh. Yeah. I mean, you saw me about the grapefruit. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all still right there. Uh, and then there's the ghost of Christmas future, because someday we'll be dead. Yeah. And it'll be our children telling stories about the weird things that <laughs> we did. Mm-hmm. And w- that's one of the reasons why we do this. We navigate family and we work through family in such a way as to to create the traditions that last longer than we do. Yeah. And in many ways, that's how a family gets defined. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Israelites, the most dysfunctional family in the history of families, uh, have survived thousands of years, the Jewish people's thousands of years, because of the weird strange traditions their family goes through at holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's part of what defines them. 
uh, you find Jewish people all over the world today who um, don't believe in God, mm-hmm. don't believe in the Bible, don't believe in any of this, but the traditions hold oh. them and make them uniquely uh, a people. And so sometimes it's, it's our traditions, as dysfunctional as it can be, that hold us together, help us define ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think we're all going to go get a box of Kleenex <laughs> and boohoo and cry for a while. Uh, we got three more of these podcasts, I think, coming up. Uh, and then we have some, some su- surprises for you. So Kelly, bring us home. Thanks so much for listening to Under the Water Tower, a podcast dedicated to honest discussion of the Bible. To donate to this ministry, just go to fmf.life slash give. That's fmf.life slash give. Just a reminder to subscribe to Under the Water Tower on Apple Podcast and Spotify. That way you'll never miss an episode. Help us to spread the word about our podcast by talking about it and sharing it on your social media. Thanks again for joining us. On behalf of Under the Water Tower, I'm Kelly Trapane.